Welcome to Pirate Talk Radio. In this podcast, I discuss everything Sea of Thieves, from lore to PvP, to even what fish you can catch for the hunter's call. Please sit back, relax, and join me on this adventure. Welcome back, guys, to Pirate Talk Radio. This is episode 53. Hope everyone is having a good time enjoying season four and getting ready for season five. This episode is taking a little bit of extra time to put together because I had some ideas that I wanted to do with this episode. Then some news kind of came out, and we got some content, and we got some things to talk about. So this episode kind of went through the blender, it buzzed up a little bit, and then just kind of landed on my my notes page here. So we definitely have some things that I, I still have my on my backlog to to talk about the game, but definitely some stuff that came out this week that um, that I want to get to. Uh, but first, I, I want to say that uh, I survived the 24-hour charity stream, which was last weekend, and I want to uh, throw out a special thank you uh, for those of you who came over to twitch.tv slash Davram, said hello, uh, dropped a lurk, dropped a follow, uh, and even many of you dropped donations. Uh, right now, we are just shy of $2,000 that we have generated uh, to help children uh, pay for their medical expenses. Now, just because the game day 24-hour charity event is now over, it doesn't mean uh, you still can't donate. So if you feel generous and you would like to make a donation, um, you can always check the show notes below. Extra-Life is the website. You can uh, search up Extra Life Charity in Google if you, if you don't see the show notes. Uh, and then just search in the search box for Player Davram, and you'll find my uh, information there. We're trying to get to $5,000. I know this would be an off year, so $5,000 was kind of a, a very big stretch goal. But I'm extremely excited uh, that right now we're just shy of $2,000 uh, that we're going to be able to present to uh, to Extra Life and uh, to, to the charity. But lots of milestones, including dyeing my hair. Uh, we did unlock a 12-hour stream, and there's about $100 of Steam gift cards um, to raffle off in the live streams, uh, that are still up for grabs. So definitely lots of stuff, uh, and, uh, and a lot of things you can donate for, including me eating bugs and, uh, spiders and drinking really disgusting soda. In fact, my good friend over at the Keelhaul podcast, Captain Logan dropped in during that, uh, that, uh, 24 hour event and made me drink a bottle of soda that was flavored like Buffalo, hot Buffalo chicken wings. It was absolutely disgusting, but we did it. We did it, and we were, we definitely raised a lot of money for children. So thank you very much for everyone who has donated and, and dropped in and kept me company for those 24 hours. I really, really appreciate that. And again, uh, donations are open till the, uh, till the rest of the year. Um, but let's get into Sea of Thieves. So first off, let's talk about the news. Uh, so we have something going on right now when this episode comes out. Uh, we'll be about, I think, two days into it. But Twitch drops are back. They are going from November 12th until November 16th. And it's to get you uh, more of the set 
uh, which is a a hunter variant set. It's the the black and gold set that they've done with the past couple Twitch drops. Um, I can't think because I, I didn't put in my notes here uh, what exactly the items are this time, but it's 12th through the 16th. You need to watch about 20, 30 minutes of a partnered Sea of Thieves streamer on Twitch.tv. You unlock it. Make sure you go up to the upper uh, right-hand corner. Um, there will be a little uh, icon of your profile picture. You click that drop down and you'll see a Twitch drops button. You have to go claim it. <clears throat> and I say this because a lot of people will watch they will get the Twitch drop unlocked, but they will fail to claim it um, on the Twitch drops uh, site, which means if you don't claim it, it will not be in your inventory in game. And there is a limited amount of time after you unlock that Twitch drop that you can claim it before it's expired, which means you're not going to get your limited edition Twitch drop. So make sure, again, you go to twitch.tv find Sea of Thieves, go to your favorite streamer, or what I like to do is maybe a new partner or or if they're doing it for all uh, content creators, a smaller content creator. I like to support whoever I can because usually I'm, you know, supporting the 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 my favorite streamers most of the time. Um, so during the Twitch drops, especially if it's a new partner, uh, Sea of Thieves partner, or it's someone uh, if, if they have access to um, Twitch drops because sometimes Sea of Thieves does that, I usually try to go find a uh, small streamer to go support. But get in there, 12th through the 16th of November. So going on right now as this episode drops, uh, go in there and get your Twitch drops. We also got a patch. Um, and I did go through the patch notes, and we are going to talk uh, a little bit about uh, four items from the patch notes. Overall, this patch was relatively small. And in, in, in my mind, it was pretty insignificant, um, if you ask me. But there were four points that I wanted to talk about. And we're going to talk about that a little later in a segment I like to call the good, the bad, and the what the... F yeah. Um, so we're going to talk about that a little bit later. The other thing that came out this week um, was the official Sea of Thieves podcast. Now, there was a lot to unwrap in the Sea of Thieves podcast and in fact, one of the items that I wanted to talk about in this episode uh, was brought up heavily, which is accessibility, right? Um, it's something that I don't talk about a whole lot because again, I don't have uh, any exceptionalities. I don't have any disabilities. I don't have any issues playing the game. So it's something I kind of skip over, but for a lot of players and for, for players, new players and, and, and people who want to game and have fun, uh, sea of Thieves does a fantastic job with their accessibility, just like I always talk highly about their art. Well, there were some other things I would like to talk about first. Uh, so we're going to save accessibility for probably next episode, talk about accessibility, because I have a lot to weigh in on that. Um, because honestly, of all the things that we can criticize Rare about, um, all the things we can criticize Sea of Thieves about, uh, there are two things that I will always put my foot in the ground and defend Rare and Sea of Thieves to the end. And that is one, their art, uh, absolutely beautiful artwork across the entire game from the water to the ship cosmetics to the cosmetics they come up with their pirate. Though some of them are not things that you or me will wear, it's still, you can't, argue the beauty of, of everything that they put into this game. 
And the other thing is accessibility. Uh, sea of Thieves, since I've started playing for the past couple years, um, again, I didn't play at the very beginning, but since I started playing in the past couple years, one thing that I've always noticed is they're constantly adding accessibility options to help people with colorblindness or, or motor skill issues or whatever the case may be. In fact, in this podcast, they discussed trying to figure out ways where people who have motion sickness or seasickness trying to figure out options to put in the game to help them. Again, they don't want to put an option in there that gives a competitive advantage to people, but try to find a way to allow folks who might have some motion sickness or seasickness. And it's absolutely amazing um, what they take from uh, the community on, on the accessibility stuff and, and really try to help to make sure every player has an ex excellent experience. So those two things, I will always defend Sea of Thieves and Rare because I think they do a fantastic job at but we'll get to the accessibility options of the of the podcast uh, next week because there's some other things that i want to talk about and quite frankly i think they're a little bit more drama filled um i will say not so happy go lucky um you know make sure players are able to play without vomiting everywhere these are a little bit more drama filled items and things that i think i want to dive into um, a little bit more first, and then and then we'll talk about the outstanding job of accessibility that they're doing uh, next week. So the first thing, we got some teasers. Now, we always like some teasers, and of course, Rare is, is notorious for being very secretive about their updates and being very secretive about the things they're working on, because again, they want you to be surprised and excited when it comes out. Now, for insiders out there, a lot of the secrets, they know what's coming, um, I am an insider, but quite frankly, I haven't had the time to play insiders for probably a year now. Um, so a lot of the stuff I don't know. Um, so I'm always excited to see the teasers and then I'm more excited once it hits the game. But we got some teasers. And the first teaser that I think a lot of people are going to be excited about is coming up on December 8th. A very popular franchise is releasing the next installment of their game a very popular xbox franchise mind you and that is halo halo infinite is coming out on december 8th and if we know anything about rare and we know anything about sea of thieves they are an xbox studio and they love to do things to help promote uh xbox games now Halo Infinite has been a game that has been hyped for a very long time. We've went through some testing. We've seen some pre-looks. A lot of people are excited to play Halo Infinite when it releases on December 8th. And the question was brought up in, um, in the podcast. Well, are you bringing back the Master Chief or the Halo ship set? Uh, which I use parts of it. I, I like that ship set. Um, I don't use all of it, but I definitely use parts of it on my ship when I'm sailing around. Uh, but it was brought up, are we going to see that ship set again? And honestly, I liked the answer. The answer was, no, we're not going to see that ship set again. Um, they, they specifically said that that ship set has, has came out. Um, it has actually been a Twitch drop before. Uh, and, and so they, they don't want to bring that out to celebrate the launch of a brand new Halo game. When we've already seen it before, we've already had opportunities, multiple opportunities to get it and bringing back something from the old to celebrate the new isn't exactly something they want to do. Uh, and so the follow up question was, well, are we going to get a new Halo sh ship set? And the response to me signified a yes. And the response was, wouldn't that be lovely? And that was kind of a trend <coughs> that got used a lot in the in the podcast uh, when they were talking with 
wasn't wouldn't that be lovely? Kind of that that cheeky British, well, just wait and see kind of thing. Uh, th- again, they didn't confirm that we're going to get something, but they kind of had that cheekiness about their responses on several of these tweets that I would not be surprised on December 8th or right around December 8th or just after December 8th that Sea of Thieves pulls out some sort of celebration of Halo event. I'm I'm sure it'll be like the Borderlands event where we're still going out and killing Flameheart and Ashen Winds and, and everything like that. But it, it, it coincides nicely with the with kind of the end of, of season four, um, getting ready for season five, which will be around the Christmas time. Um, so it's, it's honestly a good timing for them that release to kind of close out season four with a bang, if you will, with some sort of event, um, celebrating halo, um, and, and potentially obviously a new halo ship set, maybe some other cosmetics besides the ship set. Who knows? Last time we just got the ship set. Um, but with halo, there could be, we could see some sort of, you know, costume. We could see pirate stuff. We could see weapons who knows what we'll see with this, but it for sure felt like to me that we're going to see a new halo ship set. So if you've kind of been away from the game, if you've got season four done, keep your eye on social media, keep your ears tuned or your eyes in on this particular podcast. And if in fact the halo ship set, a new halo ship set, or if they do renege on their, um, their, their comments, if they bring back the old halo ship set, I'll make sure uh, that we'll cover that on this podcast. Cause I'm sure, you know, me, I, I will bitch about it because, well, like I said, I hold rare to their word and many times they break their word. So, you know, me, I'm going to go right for the jugular on them. And that's just how it's going to be, which by the way, I always say that Joe Neat and those guys definitely don't listen to this podcast. And I'm sure there's other podcasts that they probably listen to, uh, uh, that they might listen to. I I'm a little loud. I'm a little in your face. I'm a little critical. No, not me. I'm, I'm the nicest guy in the world. But it was funny that they opened the podcast with, hey, we're back with the official Sea of Thieves podcast. Yeah, I know we've been inconsistent. It's just like I've been nailing you like literally a few episodes ago. I did an entire entire section, an entire rant about the the consistent inconsistency of Rare and Sea of Thieves through their developments, through their, their streams, through their everything. Um, and it was just funny to me that that's how they kind of opened the podcast. I'm like, we, we hear you, Davram. We hear you. We know you're bitching about our inconsistencies. We got it. We got the message. Stop being angry on your podcast about it. But you know what? They're probably still not listening, but maybe they did. And they just felt like they wanted to say something about it. Look, all you have to do is hire me and pay me not to be mean. That's all you have to do. You know, I'm not one of those, uh, I'm not one of those news guys that I can't, you can't, you know, just slide me a couple hundo under the table and I'll, I'll talk nice about your game. I'll talk nice about your game. It's fine. It's fine. I'll just make another channel and just take my camera away and do a little voice mod. And then it'll be, you know, dev ream. That's reaming your ass about the game, but you know what? You just slide a couple hundo and Davram won't, you know, ream you about it. I can be bought. I, I, I can be bought. I'm just saying. I drink a lot of coffee and a lot of energy drinks and that shit costs money. All right. That shit costs money. (laughs) Anyways, I I found that very funny, (laughs) but again, keep your eyes out there. Keep your ears open. 
Uh, potential new um, ship set or or um, cosmetics of some sort uh, revolving around the launch of Halo. Again, that is December 8th. If you have Game Pass, you'll get to play Halo Infinite on day one. So if you are a fan of Halo, if you're a fan of those games, keep your eyes um, out there. December 8th, it's coming. Um, Another item, and I couldn't kind of, I, I couldn't get to the core of what this was. Um. The, it was from the merch guy. So he very clearly based on this interview. So they had, they had your normal folks. You had Chapman, you had, uh, um, Joe neat and, and you had McFarlane. You also had their, their gal who's in charge of community and handles the Twitter questions. And then they usually have two special guests. If you're not familiar with their podcast, one of them was the, um, guy in charge of accessibility. And the other guy was the guy in charge of merch. Now, if you're like me, I love merch. I, I literally went to the store a couple hours ago and I was in a, a sea of thieves hoodie. Now, mind you, I bought the sea of thieves hoodie and some knockoff shop in China, but it's a amazing sea of thieves hoodie. I also bought some jerseys and people are loving my jersey. I'm like, where'd you get those? And I'm like, well, it's some, some shop in China that just so happened to have a really cool two year anniversary sea of thieves Jersey. And I really liked it. And well, it was in size extra fat. So sign me up. I bought it. Took a while to get here, but you know, China's a really long way away. So <laughs> the, the, the merch guy said something big is coming. Something big that players are going to be excited for. Now, coming from the merch guy, that tells me this is going to be something, you know, merch related, which Sea of Thieves puts out great merch. And they went into a long discussion about how they decide on their merch and kind of what the most popular merch was. You know, obviously we had the Seagate hard drives back in the day, which had the um, Midnight Blunderbuss. They had the uh, controller at launch, which had the ferryman pack. Um, uh, you know, they, they've had the t-shirt, which th had the, uh, obsidian banjo. Um, they just released a, uh, a coffee table, which looks really good. Um, I've bought several of their t-shirts, uh, and a hoodie, um, from the, the store. They always have really good merch. And what, what was really fascinating to me was actually the merch that th they announced what merch did the best and overall has, Aside from those limited edition items with the banjo and with the controller and the Seagate hard drive, what item has has brought in the most, what, what was most popular, which, you know, most popular fans, which means brings in the most revenue for Rare, and that were the coins. Now, I'm a fan of little collectibles, right? I, I like little collectibles. I don't think anyone's, you know, they don't like little collectibles. I've never been a coin collector, right? I, I just, I, I don't know, but I know a lot of people are, and they always have really cool coins out there, like the Reaper's Mark coin and the Gold Hoarder coin. They've always had really cool coins, but it, it's it's been the most popular for fans. But what I'm really interested in is he said something big is coming, which means something big on the merch store is coming. Could it be something that's linked with an in-game item like the banjo was back in the day? Uh, like the Midnight Blunderbuss was back in the day, like the the Monopoly game had the sales and things like that. So I'm curious what that is. And in fact, Mike Chapman himself said, oh yeah, it's big. People are going to love it. So I'm really curious if, if Chapman's excited about it on that level and the merch guy, that's, that's his job is to come up with really good merch. 
if he's excited about it, like this has to be big. This has to be massive and awesome. So I'm excited to see what that is. And I believe they said it, it, it's coming. They didn't really give an idea of when it would be coming, but they said it would be coming. There was only one piece of, of merch, if you will, that they, they did give a kind of a vague date, which was sometime next year. And that is a new lore book. So um, there, there are two lore books out there right now. There's the Athena Fortune lore book, which they have on audiobook um, with uh, Toby Stevens. Uh, from Black Sales, uh, who does who does the narration? I have the hard copy as well. Um, and then there's also the Flameheart Junior Journal um, that you can get out there as well. And I have that one um, as well. Both really good. Um, they did say that a new lore book, so a hard copy lore book, will be coming out sometime next year. So I'm excited to see that. They always do an excellent job with the books. Um, I've been listening when I have time to the the, the Athena's Fortune one. Um, it's it's nice for me during work, but I haven't gotten through it yet. But I'm listening to it. it's really great. If you haven't if you haven't went and got it yet, it's it's completely free to my knowledge. Um, the the audio version of the Athena's book completely free. So so go check it out on your on your whatever you know audio book listening software that you use. It's really good. So we should have a new lore book next year, which is which is really exciting. Um, something to talk about. Again, the lore hounds are going to be all over that, you know. Um, so that's really cool. Um, but they didn't have anything definitive or even hinting at a date for whatever this big merch thing is. So I, I'm excited to find out what that is. Now, the other question that was a follow-up to this merch discussion that they had was... Will they ever do another Xbox controller? And I thought this was a very interesting question. And I know for players like myself who have the Ferryman uh, set and the Midnight Blunderbuss from the, the hard drive, I know a lot of us always get nervous whenever we see the Ferryman Cutlass. Like in the Pirate's Life, I was very nervous that they were going to just give away the Ferryman Cutlass. Um, and so I'm glad this question was asked and I was very happy with the answer. And the answer was... Yes, but it will be different. It was a yes, but we won't be doing the Black Dog set or the Midnight Blunderbuss or the Ferryman set. Again, because those are limited uh, time items and we respect the exclusivity of those sets and those items to the players who got them at that time. So again, I know that's a bummer for some of you out there who don't have those items and think they're really cool. But if you did have those items and then they turned around and re-released them for someone else, I'm sure there are many of us, including myself, who would be very bummed about that and very kind of turned, you know, eh, you know. So the things that have came out exclusively, I'm kind of glad they're they're leaving exclusive, like the Black Dog set, like the, uh, um, uh, like the Blunderbuss and like the uh, Ferryman set. They've released the other items from the Obsidian stuff, um, the, the Black Dog accessories and stuff like that. They've released that kind of stuff. But I'm glad the items that were exclusive at the time are going to be remaining exclusive. But the the merch guy said, and he was very open to it. He said, we would love to do another controller. We would want to obviously make it different and things like that. But we're definitely open to make a new controller. And so I kind of got this feeling. Now, he mentioned how long it takes to get a controller and, and how much in advance. It was, I think, a, a year in advance of the game actually, like, 
being presented to people. So people didn't even know this game was coming, right? And they were already in works with the controller makers for Xbox to make the Sea of Thieves controller for, you know, launch. So it takes a very long time. And he was explaining the rigorous tests and the drop tests and stuff like that, that they have to go through to get these controllers out there. Um, but was very open and, and quite frankly, kind of got good vibes from him that maybe another Sea of Thieves controller may be coming down the pike. So keep your eyes on that if you're an Xbox player or you're just a collector and would like a new one. But do not, do not get excited that you'll get the Ferryman set because they said, and I will hold you to this Joe Neat and merch guy that you're not going to re-release the exclusivity items like the Ferryman set and the Black Dog Pack and the Blunderbuss. I'm going to hold you to that because I have it and I don't want other people who missed it to have it. Mind you, I missed it, but I still have it. And I just, I paid far out the ass for it. All right, I'm a collector. To be fair, the money I spent on the blunderbuss went to charity. So there you go. There you go. But keep your eye on that. We may get a new Xbox controller at something um, sometime. So a lot of cool information, a lot of cool teases there on the merch side. If you're a fantasy of thieves merch and you like to collect that kind of stuff, sounds like we've got a, uh, a nice upcoming maybe holiday season slash next year. Lots of cool Sea of Thieves merch coming. A new lore book. Lots of cool stuff on the merch side. So really excited to see that. Um, uh, and, and really excited to kind of hear some of those teasers. Though, again, we didn't get any definitive information on any of it. Except for the lore book. It was sometime next year. Um, it definitely sounds like some some really cool stuff is coming down the pipe. So I'm excited for that. The other teaser we got was season five. Now, I want to first off give you the name, and I will call it the working name of season five, right? So when you're developing a, a, a project or, a, or a, um, a patch, an expansion, right? World of Warcraft, every game developer does this. They name the project something kind of obscure, right? Um, that, that they did with this with a pirate's life, right? They named that update, something very obscure that no one would tie to Disney. And then once it was time to release, then they branded it a pirate's life with the Disney shit and all that stuff. This working title that they've been doing for season five <clears throat> was season five, the tools, not rules season, right? <sighs> Now I just want to I just want to take us back in time here. Season 1 was shit. It was their first season. It came out of the gate really slow, really lame with a bad plunder pass. Season 2 started to turn things around just slightly, but still relatively lame, really bad plunder pass, and then season 3 hit and we had Pirates Life. And it took the world by storm that Sea of Thieves and Disney came together. And I was very skeptical in the beginning, but I thought they pulled it off really well. And it became probably one of the greatest updates that Sea of Thieves may ever have. Definitely has ever had, um, but may ever have. And we all knew that season four, following a pirate's life, nothing was going to compare to that. There was no way, there was no chance in hell that, that they were going to follow a pirate's life with something equally cool and exciting. And it's true. Sunken Kingdom, though they tried so hard on the podcast to talk about its positivity, 
Sunken Kingdom has been a relative flop by the community. It's been lame, it's been slow, it's been full of bugs, and it's overall just been a very disappointment on top of the fact that it followed Pirate's Life, and though a lot of people kind of forget that a Pirate's Life was a thing because it's it feels like so long ago based on how slow the content is that they roll out, it, 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 it wasn't that long ago, right? It wasn't that long ago, and we all still remember it, but it feels like it was a while ago just because of how slow the content has been. And now we've got this Tools Not Rules update, which may excite some people, but it was very clear by Mike Chapman when he said, there's going to be a lot of fun things that are going to excite players, but have no real purpose. And I don't know about you, but when I heard that, season five for me is an automatic turnoff. I am already right now, several weeks before season five launches, not excited about season five. Right? We went from, we went from Pirate's Life a height of this year, a height of the game that still only had about two weeks of content in it. Maybe, right? Maybe to a sunken kingdom that only had a couple days of content in it to now an update, which Mike Chapman himself said, there's a lot of fun things, but it's, there's no real purpose, which tells me it's a whole bunch of goofy shit that there's really no content. That's, that's what it spoke to me. It might have spoke to you a little differently, but but when Mike Chapman, the, the God King himself of lore and story, says there's a lot of fun things with no purpose, that tells me there's not going to be much content in this. It's probably going to be a lot of stuff like emotes and fun things because they mentioned that they're excited about this update because they want to see how players take what they're given and make fun with it, like have fun with it, role-playing fun. What creative things are they going to do with this? Which really leans to me that it's going to be emotes and goofy shit like that, and it's not going to be true content for us to drive a story forward. It's not going to be anything new and exciting on a story front. It's just going to be goofy shit or emotes or things like that for us to, 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 to just you know use in the little wheel thing or whatever. That's kind of the feel for me. Whenever someone who's in charge of like the creative side of a game says, we're introducing a whole bunch of fun stuff that has real, that has no real purpose, tells me that it's not going to have content in it. It's going to have stuff, but no real sustenance, nothing to keep players engaged, right? It's something, it's an additive. It's a spice on a dish, but there's no main course. And that to me really has turned me off for season five already. I haven't even seen the trailer. The trailer's not out yet. I haven't seen the logo. I haven't seen the splash scene. I haven't seen anything aside from the fact that Mike Chapman says there's a lot of fun additions, but no real purpose to it, which just tells me it's spices and side dishes and there's no main course. So you're left looking at a table that feels empty and it's unsatisfying. That, that is the messaging that rare has given me through their podcast that season five is going to be a, 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 just a write-off season 
that most likely players, some players are going to have fun with it for a little while. Obviously, the plunder pass is going to be there. They're going to make some money off that. They'll make some money off of cosmetics and emotes and stuff like that. But in general, it's a write-off season. Let's get through the holidays, you know, a lot of vacations, a lot of stuff like that, and then let's try to reconvene for season six, and then maybe we'll have something for you. The only thing that's exciting right now about what they talked about in season five is that they said this would be a huge quality of life season. Now I've been saying, and I I said on captain blubber's uh, podcast. And if you haven't went and checked out captain blubber, make sure you go check out captain blubber on YouTube, the podcast that we did together. If it's not out yet, it should be coming out very soon. uh, Mid November here, go check that out. And we talked about this a little bit. And the talk was, has seasons changed my overall feeling about how Sea of Thieves is performing? And I said no. In my opinion, they're doing the exact same cadence that they have been doing. They've just wrapped it in three-month seasons. And that was not how seasons was originally told to us and not the exciting news of seasons to us, which was we would give you one big patch, which whatever is in that patch would last three months, And then we would do small quality of life updates on the next two months. That's how it was portrayed to us. And that is not what's happening. That is not what's happening. We are getting a patch which lasts a couple days to a couple weeks, not even a month. And then we're getting a couple lame ass events and not really any good quality of life changes that players actually care about, right? There's some quality of life items going in, but not that really players care about in the root issues of the game. So in my mind, they're doing the exact same cadence that they've always done. They're just wrapping it in a season so that they can get revenue from you and me off of the plunder pass. But they said there will be a lot of quality of life changes in season five. And they specifically said that some of these quality of life changes are things the community has been waiting for for a long time. Let me say that again. There are going to be a lot of quality of life changes in season five. That's going to be the main focus of season five. And that many of these quality of life changes are things the community, the community has been waiting for for a long time. Well, I can think of one that the community wants fixed for a long time. I'll let you guess on what it is and I'll give you a hint. It deals with combat. That's all I'm going to say about that. So I'm anxious to see what that is going to look like. I'm anxious to see what is going to be in the hype trailer. I'm going to, they always do trailers really well. I'm anxious to see what they put out to get me excited for season five. Because yes, the quality of life pieces are good based on what those quality of life pieces are. But I'm not excited when one of their head executives, one of their head designers says, we're putting fun stuff in for players to use, but that have no real purpose. And that to me is poor design and that to me is poor development. But again, this is just speculation, right? That's all we we go off of. But anytime a developer, a designer, a head executive person says, hey, we've got all this cool stuff for you, but it doesn't really have a purpose. To me, that's an instant turnoff, right? I want your 
updates to have purpose. I want them to have meaning. I want them to excite new players to play, and I want them to keep old players playing. That's what I expect out of game updates. Big game updates, right? Big updates like seasons, expansions. I want them to do something which keeps me engaged as a player, <clears throat> brings new players in, but keeps me as a veteran player engaged in playing the game. Right? So right now for me, season five is meh. Season five is meh. But let me know in the YouTube comments. Let me know on Twitter. Let me know in Discord. You can email the show, Podcast at gmail.com. Let me know what you think. Based on what the vibes you got from Chapman and Joe Neat and those guys talking about Season 5, let me know what you guys thought and how you guys right now are feeling about Season 5. Let me know what you guys think about what might be coming. Are you kind of put off by Season 5, or are you excited to see what they're coming up with next? Let me know. Um, and, and, and we'll go through maybe some of your comments, um, that I like, uh, that I like next week. <clears throat> so let's get on to a segment that I come up with every so often when something really good lines up for it. Let's go to the good, the bad, and the what the, let's dive into it. So we just got a patch. The link to the patch notes will be in the, uh, the show notes if you would like to go and uh, view the show notes and you want to go and actually read the entire uh, patch note, it really isn't that long. It's really not that much to read. It's a relatively small patch, but there were a couple things that grabbed my eye, and that's why we do the good, the bad, and the what the. <clears throat> so let's start with the good. Let's start with the good. <clears throat> when boarding a ship from the sea players are no longer able to muffle muffle the boarding audio effects by grabbing the ladder while underwater or while using equipment, ensuring that nearby players will always hear someone boarding from the ocean. Now the two things I saw in this was one, <clears throat> you can no longer muffle your boarding while being underwater or grab or while using equipment. It doesn't, it doesn't say anything about weapons. It does say equipment. And based on when this patch released and me tweeting that this was a huge, wonderful change, I have got some tweets back that says this isn't fixed. So my guess is they didn't completely fix the silent boarding. Um, and again, it was already typed up for the show. I was going to go over it anyways as the good because I personally think that was a really major issue in the game. <laughs> silent boarding should not be a thing. Um, but my concern is the fact that they specifically say boarding the ladder underwater or while using equipment, equipment are different than weapons, right? It is very specific in the game. You have an equipment chest and you have a weapons chest. When they call these things out specifically, usually that means <clears throat> when they say equipment, they're talking about um, instruments, lanterns, um, they're talking about compass. They're talking about those kind of equipment, weapons, sword, blunderbuss, I've reached those kind of things. It doesn't say anything about weapons. So my guess is when people say it's not fixed, my guess is they didn't make an adjustment here for weapons. That would be my guess. I haven't tested this. I haven't been in the game to see it. Um, I never silent board anyways, because quite frankly, I want you to know I'm coming because I want to fight you. 
Um, but anyway, so let me know. Is it is it the weapons that's uh, that's the the issue still? Um, but I have been told on Twitter that this has not been resolved. And based on reading the words in this note, it would be weapons. But I still put this under the good because it is a major issue in the game. It is a competitive advantage due to a bug. Um, so thus, I will call it an exploit um, that gives you a competitive advantage in PvP situations. I actually have two goods, surprisingly. You know me. I'm all about the negative, usually. We have two goods. So after helping with the silent boarding, <clears throat> players should no longer be able to strike a location where other players may be respawning and receive an audio effect confirming that player's location. So let me kind of dive in. Some of you might not understand what this means or why this fix is important and why this fix is in the good. In fact, I think if we had this segment differently and it was the best, the good, the bad, and the what the, this would be under the best. <clears throat> so let me explain what this is what this is talking about. So in Sea of Thieves, when you die and you go to the ferry, <clears throat> right before when you walk through the door, a few things trigger in the actual game itself, in the game, that other players that are still alive can see. Number one, the boat, when you walk through that door and begin your respawn cycle back into the real you being alive, your boat will slightly torque. It'll slightly teeter. So therefore, players know that a player is about to respawn into the world because they can see the boat slightly shake. Okay? Which means, because of, of the, the length of time it takes you to not re-emerge in the world, but for you, the player to see, right? The black screen, right? And we talk about long black screens. This is what I'm talking about. So what happens is that boat teeters. So uh, the, the enemy player on your ship knows you're about to respawn. They can take their sword, right? They can take their sword and begin slashing at all the spawn points on the boat, right? So there are, if you weren't aware, there are spawn points around the boat. You will always spawn at one of these spawn points and you can begin slashing at these spawn points. And what happens is if you slash at a certain spawn point where the player will be respawning at the sword makes a noise. Thus, you know, that is the exact location the player will be respawning at. And thus you can kill them as soon as they spawn and they might not even be able to see, move, or react because they're already dead because their player model is in the game able to take damage and they are not actually able to see slash control. So this is the core piece of spawn camping, right? And prior, you know, this is a reportable exploit. You are able to, if you get this on camera and you have indisputable video evidence, this is a reportable and permanent ban um, exploit uh, that Rare will permanently ban a player for doing this. Um, it is obviously a bug that they are trying to address, and it is considered an exploit, permanent ban exploit, if you get uh, video evidence of this and submit it to Rare. It has to be indisputable, and it's very hard to get because obviously you don't see anything, but player, players, um, the enemy players, that perspective is what would be the best perspective to have. But again, let me run this by you again. You're on the Ferry of the Damned. You were killed by a player who was on your ship. You step through the door. Before you respawn, your boat kind of gives a little jiggle jiggle. 
the player, the enemy player, begins slashing the spawn points on your boat. When the slash makes a weird sound, they know that's where you're respawning. They pull out their blunderbuss or however they plan to kill you. When your character model respawns, you are still in a black screen. They kill you and you respawn and you see death. You, you don't actually get to move or react. So this change is that players should no longer be able to strike locations where other players can be respawning and receive an audio effect. So you're still going to respawn in one of those positions, but a, uh, an enemy player is no longer going to hear a audible sound knowing that is the exact location you're going to be. Again, there's a couple places that you can camp, such as behind the wheel on a sloop. There's a good chance they're going to spawn there. But no longer can someone actually swipe and find the exact location you are going to spawn at and be ready to kill you and spawn camp you uh, before you actually have time to see or react. So this is an amazing change here. I hope they don't do anything in the future that'll screw this up. Because again, the spawn camping situation in Sea of Thieves is very bad. It's very toxic. And if this particular feature was being used, a permanently bannable exploiting offense. So I'm glad they targeted this. I'm glad they fixed this. This is the type of quality of life stuff we want to see. This is what the community wants to see. Making the game more fair. And, and, and making the game better to play so that certain toxic behavior is removed from the game just out of programming, right? If, if toxic players can't find you to spawn camp you, right? Now they've got to potentially have a fight on their hands and they might lose it, right? If they kill you before you even see or can move, you have no chance to fight back. But now they don't know the exact spawn point. They, can, they know these spawn points, but there's several. Now they can't cover them all. So that's my good. Let's move on to the bad. Now I didn't put this in the what the, right? And there's a reason for it. <clears throat> I'll get to that in a minute. The bad. The recently released Crimson Crypt Cannon Flares, keep in mind this was a premium item, you had to pay for it, has been updated so that the lingering smoke effect masking the player's view after firing a shot are better aligned with those other cannon flares. <clears throat> the collusion of this effect can no longer be affected by graphics quality settings. So let me tell you, if you're not aware of what this was, the new Halloween Crimson Cannon Flare had a very light smoke that dissipated very quickly, making it a competitive advantage if you're using cannon flares. Now, the uproar of this is, since they fixed it, and they make that smoke more dense and thus falls in line with other cannon flares, now all of a sudden it's not a competitive advantage. So all the people out there who bought this because they saw it was a competitive advantage and now they don't have the competitive advantage obviously took to the interwebs and bitched about wanting a refund. Well, guess what? Let me give you a pro tip about Sea of Thieves. We did tips last week. Let me give you a new pro tip. Stop fucking using canning flares. Stop it. Don't use them. They are awful. They are all awful. I don't care how pretty the confetti is or the bats or whatever or the blood red from the crimson. I don't care. They're all awful. Stop using them. The most and best way to fire a cannon is with no goddamn flare. 
Okay? Stop using the flares. If you care about PvP, you care about your aim, and you you want to sink people, don't put on a cannon flare. All right? And if you're complaining because you spent money on a cannon flare to get a competitive advantage in a game that does not have pay to win, then shame on you because you're trying to get a competitive advantage through pay to win. Stop it. Pay to win is bad. Pay to win is a bad business model. Pay to win is a bad game design model. Stop it. It was a mistake in the design of the cannon flare. You supported the game that you're playing and loving. You're not getting a refund. Stop it, Karen. Okay? You don't get to speak to a manager. No. Walk out of my store. Thank you for your money. Thank you for your business. Enjoy your cannon flare, which should have never left your boat chest. All right? All right, Karen? Are you good? Jesus. Like literally when this change happened, I was flipping through Twitter and I saw it and I kind of giggled because again, I support rare through buying these cosmetics, regardless if I use them or not. Right. I am supporting the company and, and the game that I love, regardless of if the, the actual, um, uh, cosmetic item is something I'm going to use. It is my way to support a game Again, I come from an MMO background. I come from the MMO background of you pay every month to support the development of the game you love and that you play. Sea of Thieves is a buy once, play forever, right? It's a buy once, play forever. So my way of supporting them, supporting Rare, supporting Sea of Thieves, and supporting the game that I love is simple. I buy the Plunder Pass regardless if I like the rewards, and I buy most of the cosmetics every single time they're released. Now, not everyone has that kind of money, and that's absolutely fine. I'm doing more than my part, <clears throat> so I'm making up for the folks who don't have the money in order to spend that. You don't have to have the money. You don't have to buy all these different items. You don't have to. You buy the game once, and you play it forever, and that's absolutely fine. But for me, I have the money, and I'm able to support the game, and I'm going above and beyond, and that makes up for some of the folks out there who are unable to support the, the game in that sort of way. Right. It's, I'm not trying to boost my ego, right? My ego is already big enough, right? My E peen is huge. My, my, the real life peen is small. So we've got to have a big E peen, right? Right. It's not a way to boost any of that. I know it's massive. I know it's large and in charge. I got it. I'm a big personality. It's great. I love it. You all love it. That's why you listen to me. But what I'm saying is it's my way of supporting the game. I have these cannon flares. Have I used them? No, because I refuse to use any cannon flares. And if I'm ever on a ship where people use cannon flares, my ass is nowhere near those cannons. And if someone says, well, Davram, why aren't you firing the cannons? Take the cannon flares off and I might consider it. All right? Pro tip number whatever we're on. No cannon flares, sailor cannons. That's your best way of going. I'm telling you right now. There's a couple other cannons that are okay. Sailor cannons, no cannon flares. So anyways, that's the bad. They released they released a premium purchase product that unfortunately was designed poorly. It bit them in the ass, and now they're going to have a whole bunch of people who want refunds. In my opinion, and I hope Rare's doing this, don't refund any of the Karens out there who want to speak to your manager. Screw it, right? They're using cannon flares to begin with. 
Therefore, they're in the wrong, not you, Rare. You have created a beautiful thing, which gives me, someone who doesn't use cannon flares, a competitive advantage in battle because I don't use cannon flares. Because I'm not an idiot. Those of you out there who like cannon flares, keep using them. Thank you. You make my ability to sink you a lot easier because your aim sucks. Because you can't see anything. So my, my shots per minute are much higher because you have to wait for the dust to settle in order to get another good shot. All right. So thank you. Thank you for allowing me to sink you quicker. I appreciate that very much. And now who gets what gets what bullet point, which patch note gets the award for what the. F and here you go. I read this and the reason we have the what the award is because of things like this, because when I read them from the patch notes, that is actually an out loud response that I have. Now, before I read the exact patch note, before I read it, I want us to take a moment. I want us to calm down. I'm going to take a sip of my coffee. Mmm, delicious. And I want us to take a moment, and I want us to think about all the bugs. I want us to think about all the exploits. I want us to think about all the issues that the game of Sea of Thieves, the game that we love, has going on. We shoot a bullet at someone, and it doesn't hit them. Or it does, and it doesn't do damage. We eat a piece of fruit, or a piece of meat. It shows us eating it, it consumes it, but it doesn't give us life. We have megalodons, that when they attack our ship, we are no longer a boat, but we are Apollo 13. We have moments where when you're sailing, you will see a ship look like a clown's yo-yo bouncing from the sea to the sky, to the sea, to the sky, to the sea the sky we have skeletal ships that can turn on a dime that are faster than any other ship in fact in fact i'm pretty sure they've got the back to the future delorean installed in them <sighs> so many bugs so many issues so i want to read to you what sea of thieves felt with all of their bugs and with all of their issues. That something was so important to skip the line of all those bugs, all the exploits, all the issues, to skip the line and make it into a patch before any of the other issues. Allow me to read this to you. <clears throat> Crews preferring the smaller sized sloop have often questioned the need for a brig on board. Not brig the ship, brig the jail down there by the grog barrel. Sloopers will now find the brig has been replaced with a comfy mattress. I shoot someone. The bullet travels through them, and they don't take damage. 
a megalodon attacks my boat and it becomes Apollo 13. A boat on the horizon looks like a clown's yo-yo. And you're replacing the brig on a sloop with a mattress. This is not important. This is not important at all. This has zero impact on the game. This is... This has been here for a very long time. It has zero impact on the game. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Delete the whole damn thing. Just leave a blank. I don't care. But you took precious time of development away from critical game-breaking bugs and exploits to remove the brig, the jail, from a sloop and put a freaking mattress in there? Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? There is no reason that there should have been any money, any budget, any hours spent on the rare development staff to take the freaking cage out of a sloop and put a mattress in there when we have game-breaking bugs like Hit Reg and Food Reg and Megalodon sending us into space and every other freaking bug and exploit in this freaking game like Silent Boarding, which clearly isn't all the way fixed, and you are spending time playing house go download the sims and build a freaking boat there and replace the jail with a mattress this is sea of thieves i want the combat fixed i want the freaking food reg fixed i want the bugs and exploits fixed i don't care about your stupid italicized comfy by the way in the patch notes they actually italicized comfy as if it made me feel any better that it's a freaking comfy mattress, even though I can't feel the damn thing because it's a virtual world! It's absolutely asinine. And it's absolutely asinine that someone, that someone in the rare development staff, that someone in the Sea of Thieves development team thought that taking time away from critical items in this game was important enough to remove the brig from a sloop and add a mattress. Did I question why there's a brig there in a, in a two-person ship? Yes. Yes, I did. But it made sense on a pirate ship. It made sense on a pirate ship because not always are you going to have you and your crew on a sloop. You may take a prisoner. That makes sense. Now, in Sea of Thieves, can you take a prisoner? No, but it made sense in the boat design. It made sense. It was fine. It was fine the way it was. And you took time, you spent money, and you took hours of development time to remove the jail cell from a sloop and replace it with a mattress where players out there can't freaking do proper combat because your game is freaking broken. We can't eat fruit and get hailed because your game's freaking broken. We can't bucket the ship because your game's freaking broken. A megalodon attacks us and we fly into the stratosphere and you're replacing a freaking jail cell with a boat. How in the world can Joe Neat, the executive producer of Sea of Thieves, get behind this and sign his John Hancock? Yes, I know he's British, so that's kind of an insult, but sign his John Hancock on the development of this. This is absolutely stupid. 
And this, ladies and gentlemen, is why I'm not excited for season five, because season five, they specifically said we're going to add fun things with no purpose. You know what has no purpose? A damn mattress in a sloop. That's what has no purpose. So, ladies and gentlemen, get ready for season five, where we're going to replace jail cells with mattresses, which has no impact on your experience in the game. Because we're dumb with our money and our spending and our development. Jesus. When I read that, I was sitting here like, wait a minute. Did Rare get bought by Blizzard? Because this sounds like some dumb shit Blizzard would do with World of Warcraft. Seriously, have you seen Shadowlands? Literally, that line in that patch note made me so irritated. You can tell how I'm still irritated. And I read this patch note three days ago. I can't believe that someone approved that. With all the issues that they have in the game that the community has been bitching about for years, they decided to spend time and money to replace the jail on a sloop with a mattress. Oh, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Let me be respectful to the patch notes. Italicized here. Let me turn my head sideways if you're watching the YouTube video. Italicized comfy mattress. Only comfy was italicized. Comfy mattress. What a joke. What a joke. But that's what we get to look forward to in season five. Fun things with no purpose. Fun things with no purpose. Freaking mattress. Are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? If you weren't, if you didn't blow your top off of, if you haven't read the patch notes, go read them and enjoy the, the explosion. Like, I feel like flame art right now. I feel like my face is turning red. And I'm about to say your supplies must be dwindling by now. Jesus. Gee, it's so bad. It's such a, it was such a stupid move. Waste of time, waste of resources with all the other issues they've got going on. Jesus, it's just not good. It's just not good. Oh my God. That's the good, the bad, and what the awards for this week. <sighs> I need to calm down now. I have a stream in like 45 minutes and I'm all hot and bothered and not in a good way. Jesus. Jesus. Anyways, guys, I want to thank you for listening to episode 53. Thank you very much. Hit the like, hit the subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, if you're listening on the podcast, please hit that five star and drop me a comment. I do try to read those every so often. If you would like to email the show pirate talk radio podcast at gmail.com. That information will be in the show notes. You can follow me on Twitter, Davram TV on Twitter and check out my live streams. We're playing new world. Uh, you can check out my live streams, twitch.tv slash Davram. All the money that I get on Twitch from subs to bits do go to the charity. You can also support the charity and help children pay for their health care if you check out the Extra Life charity link in the show notes and the description box under the video. If you're not quite sure or can't see that, extra-life.org. You can go there, search player name Davram, and you can make your donation there and help a child pay for for their healthcare and make me eat or drink really 
disgusting, nasty shit. <clears throat> but there you go, guys. Take care of yourselves and each other. I will see you next time on Pirate Talk Radio. <sighs> I just literally bought a new mattress for my house. I kind of want to return it out of spite because I'm so irritated at that change. I'm just a mattress. Can't freaking make combat work right. And you just install a freaking mattress. Throw in my pen because I'm so irritated. Jesus, Rare, come on.